here. Ross, I was trying to figure out how to raise my hand on my phone, but I uh, I couldn't figure it out. So hey, can I just unmute and fire away? Yeah, fire away. All right. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, not not good, not not what we're looking to do. Hey, um, I just got here, so it's all good. All right. Good. Good. Um, so let's um let's start with the challenge ahead. Green Bay, which I assume you've sort of put the last game behind and you're moving ahead to Green Bay. Um, what do you see from their um, defensive backs that are going to challenge your receivers? So overall, as a defense, you know, Green Bay is very good defense. I mean, they're big on the interior and the D-line. They're long on the edges. They can rush. They got good backers. They're, they're very, very good in the back end. I mean, Jair is in. I know he had a groin injury and all that, but he's one of the top DBs in the league. Russell Douglas is a good player. He plays inside for him. Eric Stokes. He was a first rounder a couple of years ago. He's kind of matured and become a pretty good corner. And they got guys back there in the back end. You know, Adrian Amos, he's been around the NFL for a little bit. And Darnell Savage um, actually played and coached against him when I was at Rutgers. So I've kind of seen his college career and what he's kind of turned into now. So it'll be a great challenge for all of us. And we're going to have to be ready to go and something that we're going to have to embrace. But definitely looking forward to game planning, preparing the guys to go play them. And Ross, when, when I was watching last week's game over, I always try to you know, watch it to see what's going on and try to figure it out as much as I can without knowing a lot of the details, right? Because, um, but I, I mentioned that because of the Nelson Aguilar play at, you know, when he fumbled. And I'm thinking to myself, here's, a, here's the thing, Ross. I'm thinking to myself, how much of that is a good play by the defense, like, you know, to get it out or what could he do? You know what I mean? And, and, and I guess that, that would be my question to the coach is like, does that ball need to be tighter or like, you know, what's the coaching point is essentially what I'm asking on that. Any, anytime. Well, one thing we do know about Baltimore, I mean, they turn the ball over a lot on defense, whether they get interceptions, they get strip sacks, they get, you know, punch outs. So going into the game, we had an awareness, especially with some of the defensive backs, particularly Marlon Humphreys, Kyle, Ham, uh, Kyle Hamilton, all those guys, like they could punch the ball out at any time. So when we catch the ball, like every time we're in traffic, we got to double that thing up in trouble. And like, we got to be able to run aggressively. So, that whole thing, that's just fundamentals, man. It's just, it was disappointing that happened. It's something we got to learn from. We got to continue to harp on as a coaching staff and as players and as everybody in this organization, we got to make a full commitment just to ball security. I remember when I was a GA at Rutgers, I hear it burning in my head right now. Coach Shiano would always yell, like, the ball is the program. The ball is the program. So we just, I mean, we just got to take, we got to take care of the football so we can continue to move the ball and put points on the board. It's something that we just got to, emphasize my last one Russ because I don't want to end on a on that note because I saw your face when I started to ask you're like what he's asking me that come oh, on man. um I know well you know it's just trying to learn more Ross so like I can be more informed you know what I mean when I'm um commute you know writing and communicating but little Jordan Humphrey I want to ask you what what do you see him bring into the receiving core and, and I want to apologize to Bob for for keeping him waiting there no, all good. So LJ's a ball player. I mean, he brings a toughness in the edge really to our wide receiver room. I mean, you what you look at some of the things that he's done and some of the things that we ask him to do, quite frankly. I mean, he's he's selfless, he's a team player. He does everything hundred percent. Like anything that we've asked out of him, he has done it. He's embraced his role. We really, I truly it's a joy to coach him. I mean, he's a selfless player, he's tough. And just some of the things he's been able to do for us has been a great help to us. And next question, Bob Sizey. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate uh, that. Uh, uh, and Ross, nice to talk with you. Um, appreciate your time this morning. I uh, appreciate, appreciate your time. I, I just wanted to follow up with, on Mike's question about uh, LJ. Um, 
without Jacoby, who last year Mike Vrabel said is maybe the best blocking receiver in the league or certainly one of the Patriots' best blockers, and without him, did that add to the value, the importance of Lil Jordan in, in, in his role as a physical guy who, who seemed to, to do a good job blocking uh, in uh, last week's game? Yeah, Bob, great question. And even when Jacoby was here, both those guys, anytime you talk about running the football, you just talk about toughness, physicality, just being able to move people from point A to point B. Both those guys really just truly bring an edge, especially at the wide receiver positions that some DBs who, quite frankly, don't want contact in the run game. So just being able to emphasize just the toughness and overall physicality of our offense to bring just some edge and grit to them. Both those guys truly embody that. They're selfless players. They'll do whatever it takes for the team to win. And, I mean, both those guys have truly embraced being in those dirty work positions. And LJ, I mean, like I told Mike, I mean, he he embraces that dirty work role. He's kind of – he's a bigger wide receiver at his stature. So he's able to do more dirty work and hit bigger defensive backs, sometimes linebackers and really bully corners out there. So it's definitely a pleasure to have him in our room and what he's been able to do what he does at a high level. And where are you guys going back on the road in uh, traditionally a very hostile environment? Uh, kind of the, the the old school stadium, the noise, uh, the fans are really rabid in Green Bay. Uh, we, we've seen instances, you know, where it seems like maybe there were some issues with communication along the line of scrimmage. I, mean, I guess it, I'm stating the obvious, like how do you, are asking the obvious, but how do you clean that up and, and kind of get everybody on the same page, particularly, you know, if you're going into an environment like that uh, and, and maybe if you have to employ a different quarterback uh, than, than, you know, the first three games. No doubt. One thing, just being, just playing good offensive football, it's all about our communication, our awareness, taking care of the football. That's things that we can control, and that's something we have to emphasize as we can practice. Green Bay is a very hostile environment. I read a stat somewhere this morning that they've won 14 in a row or something there like that. So going into uh, Aaron Rodgers' house where he's made a lot of plays, so we're going to have to be on point with what we do. And, yeah, it's just something we're going to have to harp on this week in practice and really, really iron out and, be able to execute when those times come, when the situations come up. Uh, lastly, for I, I noticed in the hat, which I would love, um, it, was, it was cool to go to NFL film yeah. last year in the preseason. Uh, oh, it was great. Uh, do you are you are you a, a student of NFL history? Uh, I like to think so. You know, I was only born in 1994, so yeah. as much as I've been alive, I like to think I'm a little student of the game. I'm just curious what you what, what, you know what, what it feels like to get ready for a game at Lambeau Field. I mean, you've been in the big house. Uh, you know, yeah. places in college football and, and now going to, you know, the Lambo, you know, what, what that'll be like. No, it's truly a blessing. You know, football, even anyone who's a part of football, whether you're a coach, a player, you're on the support staff, football can really take you into some amazing places. And I think about going to a place like Lambo Field. A lot of history has been there. A lot of great players have played for that franchise. And I'm personally looking mm -hmm. forward to it. And I know. So there's a couple of stadiums that are on my bucket list to go to. So. When I, was, when I was a coach and a player in the Big Ten Conference, I got an opportunity to play or coach at all 14 Big Ten stadiums. So trying to do the same in the National Football League, God willing, if I'm able to stay that long. So now definitely looking forward to playing in Green Bay. And it's always good to go to a historic environment and a historic fan base and all that and put on your best performance on Sunday. All right, Ross, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend. No, I appreciate you, Bob. Thank you.